pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 176 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode of the podcast, we'll be going over our thoughts on the recent update, the changes that have been going on in the Battlefront community, and what we can expect for future updates. Let's get started. So, Sam, how's your Battlefront been so far? Good. I did play the new um, Ewok map thing. The Ewok map thing? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really cool. <laughs> it, How is really your cool. battlefronting sage? Battlefronting has been great. I have been rocking co-op out. I played, I played five or six games of Ewok Hunt uh, on the new map, which I I really enjoy the new map. I think it's a fun addition of the game. It's definitely strange getting used to it, though. I'm definitely finding myself getting lost way more often than even the the first map when I first started. And man, have I been activating those traps on the ground? Big time. So I played five or six games of Ewok Hunt. Really enjoyed it, had a great time. But the rest of the, the time that I've been playing this uh, past week and a half has been all co-op. Just because co-op is such a fun game mode. I still think the original Ewok Hunt map I like better. And why is that? Because you have the caves to hide in. Okay. Yeah, no caves. Not part of that no cave life. <laughs> that is how you win the game is hiding in those caves. There's a pretty awesome Easter egg in the new map, though. I believe if you touch all the pies, I think that's what they are, you get a secret soundbite from the movies. So it's the Star Wars theme and then uh, some sound bites from the actors in A New Hope, I believe. A little awesome Easter egg there. It's good to see Easter eggs. We, we had a crap ton in the Battlefront 2015, and a lot of the Easter eggs that have been hidden in Battlefront 2 have just been really, like, right in your face. Like, oh yeah, this is definitely a reference and not an Easter egg, but this is straight up Easter egg because you have to randomly stumble upon it. Yeah, we lost caves for Easter eggs. Not a very good trade-off in my book. <laughs> yeah, but definitely this map, there's a distinct different play style, like... I mean, I guess if you weren't in the caves on the original map, the playstyle was kind of the same. Just group up and kind of try to survive. But the good thing about the cave is you could really avoid the um, the wisps, you mm-hmm. know? I've been noticing that the stormtroopers are winning more on the games that I've played, at least. Huh. I kind of find the opposite. I feel like the Ewoks have an easier chance to winning, but definitely more balanced than, like, the Shadowfall mode <laughs> in Apex. That's pretty unbalanced. But this one, like, you can go either way. It definitely depends on how you play the game. And, like, you definitely have to be with your teammates for sure. Because the Ewoks have so many tools to find solo people. I mean, obviously it does sound like hiding by yourself in a bush sounds like a good idea. But it actually isn't because they have their middle card thing that can, <laughs> and they can see everything. people. And they have night vision, so they can see you. So definitely sticking with your teammates is the way to go. And it's so hard to see them by yourself because when you're in a group you have all the flashlight action going on mm-hmm. and there's like torches placed around the map there are definitely light lighter points than others which you should probably you know linger around as well a good uh, technique to use is to go into um they the uh, little poles with the the outposts basically in the middle of the maps that you go into um climb into the at like in in canon 
um, those things where they've got the bridges there are a really great way to kind of uh, get everyone together and find a defensible space just because that's what you really want to do when you're playing Iwakan is as a stormtrooper you really want to find somewhere where you can put your back to uh, a wall or something like that and be able to see right left middle and not have to worry about anything coming behind you because the bad thing about being in the open which is probably the number one strategy in like a group of people is that the Ewoks can just stand back and throw their wisp over and over as they recharge. And that automatically shakes up you, your strategy. You have like, it's kind of like heroes. You have a threshold where you don't regen after a certain amount of damage taken. Yes. So those really do eat away at that. And so yeah, definitely find something you can kind of, that's why I like the caves is because you could really plant yourself at a wall and make sure you know that there's only one point of entry that you can focus on. Mm-hmm. So that's a little harder to find. They're definitely on the map, but for sure you got to, and it's definitely preferred to be in a party if you're trying to win, maybe a party of a couple people, because you can easily win if you have some communication and a few other teammates. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, it's still one of my favorite game modes just because of how fun it is. But it, it was kind of a little, so I had been going through and playing the smaller game modes before co-op came out. Like that was my goal. The co-op came out and just ruined everything and I played co- co-op consistently just period. That's all I was playing. So I didn't get to go through the full rotation. I got through Blast, where I played that one whole uh, week, and I played that consistently that that entire week. And then uh, after that, I went through Strike, and I didn't get to Ewok Hunt. So going into Ewok Hunt after this uh, wide break of time was definitely an interesting experience. Like I was kind of okay, what am I supposed to do now? And like the map's similar enough that my mind was just playing tricks on me, and I wasn't able to find where I was needed to go. But again, Ewok Hunt is such a, a scary game mode. It's perfect that they added it for the highlight of this season or this month. Yeah, the month of Halloween. So that helps. That definitely makes sense too. I hope they definitely pursue this kind of idea in the future. Make maybe different varying races or. Of, of, you know, per map, maybe on Gungan Hoth. <laughs> maybe on Hoth, it could be, you know, Wampa Hunt. Mm-hmm. And there's so many options. There's so many indigenous species per planet. So they have a bunch of options to, to you know, to keep their eyes out for that. Yeah. I just hope, I this is like, this is the first really different game mode we've seen. The rest are, you know, like troopers, you know, do an objective. Yeah, this it's very much an iteration. Like, yeah, it's the, the newest and freshest thing we've seen. And I hope they continue with with this type. Just because it's, like you're saying, it's a unique game mode. Um, All of the other game modes are definitely iterations of an idea of a multiplayer shooter. And then you've got this, which is just turning all of the mechanics on its head. Not only is it a different game mode, it's, you know, has a different format with, you know, you can actually play an indigenous race. I mean, you can still play Wookiees, but those definitely play like a normal human. Yeah. These are a lot different. Uh Uh-huh. I have been hearing uh, people in the community saying they would really like to see the Ewoks get a buff of some sort just to make them a little more viable, just because of how um, easy they are to kill. And I was finding that as the Ewoks, it was a pain in the butt to actually try and to win the game mode. Yeah, it seems like they're hard to kill when you're, when at least when I'm playing, but when I am the Ewok, they seem so easy to kill, like two shots and they're dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So maybe just a little health buff. They still do quite a bit of damage, at least with their wisp. They, I mean, you definitely have to play them strategically. And like with any game mode, it's best to have a couple people on your side to help out. Because mm-hmm. the, the real thing is, you know, distract them with the wisp and then run in when they're panicking because the wisp do make you panic for sure. 
Yeah, it's definitely a learning curve getting into the game mode after such a break. I really, I think I prefer playing as the Stormtroopers, though, just because it's a little scarier. Um, the Ewoks are great after that I've been the Stormtrooper, but if I start off as an Ewok, it's just not as enjoyable for me. It's kind of cool to start off as the Ewok at the beginning of the match, but if you start out as a Stormtrooper and end up being an Ewok, it's not as cool. You think? Yeah. I, I still like think being the only Ewok at the start of the match is really cool because <laughs> you're like responsible for the entire you know play out of the match. It's it's your duty to claim the lives of those stormtroopers. <laughs> uh, now moving on, uh, we had a message from one of our listeners, Timothy Phillips. Hi, Sam and Sage. I am proud of what your podcast has become. Also, what kind of content do you think is going to be released after the Skywalker saga? Do you think there's going to be any Mandalorian content? Anyways, thanks, guys, and may the Force be with you. So let's talk about the future of the game so far. So we've got, we're in the month of October, November and December coming, and we have uh, confirmed reinforcements, I believe, in the month of November. And then December, we're getting the Skywalker saga Episode 9 content. What are your thoughts on Episode 9 content that we could get? I mean, the only, I guess, let's see, the only kind of Last Jedi, I mean, let's just say the prequel or sequel trilogy content we have. I guess we have two heroes and two villains, right? Yeah, Phasma, Kylo Ren, I guess we have a couple, yeah. Yeah, so four total, but I guess... I don't know. Like the format they've done in the past has been a little sporadic. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no set set, set formula like like there was in um 2015 Battlefront. Yeah. In 2015 Battlefront, you know what to expect, and yep, you you're going to get a base, hero and a villain every DLC drop in a map, and you could base your expectations on that. But with this case, I'm like, huh? I'm like, are we just going to get maybe one hero and then maybe later a villain? I don't know. What are what are your thoughts on the? likelihood that we're going to get heroes with the episode nine content in December. I think it's a a toss up really. I could see them just getting a new map because we already have certain sequel trilogy. I think it's very likely that we're going to get reinforcements. I could see that, that coming about too. maybe a new map, a game mode and some reinforcements because I guess they haven't really let us know anything about that, but obviously they were really wouldn't because it's kind of early in that, in that stage, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I'm not sure if they'd be willing to make a new hero and villain for that. that I season. really hope that they would, just because we're we're in this finale of the Skywalker saga. The future things that we're going to be getting aren't tied to the specific uh, lineage of a Force family, and they have this great opportunity where they're tying it into the movie. Uh, after we had no idea that they would even think of doing that. I think it's definitely a missed opportunity if they don't use this um, use this season to bring in a hero and a villain. Because it's been a little bit since we have had a new hero and villain, it seems. Mm-hmm. So this would be a perfect opportunity because we've been getting a lot of reinforcements. So I hope that we've had enough reinforcements to kind of you know give them an excuse to do something different and new with a hero or a villain. Yeah. I really... I can't remember exactly if it was confirmed or not, but I believe that we're going to get reinforcements in November. So that's definitely a high likelihood there. And I'm not sure if we're going to get um, original trilogy heroes or if those will be tied to, again, uh, either the sequel or the prequel trilogy. 
because at this point this new season coming out is breaking the cycle of prequel yes so so we've gotten clone wars trilo- we've got clone wars content really consistently until this update and this update was specifically original trilogy where we got uh, ceremony luke and han as well as farm boy luke yeah so that's kind of broken the the cycle there for a bit and maybe we could see coming into the future just like a sequel trilogy type content you know release for a little bit and then like he did say maybe some mandalorian or some some other types of different content from the star wars universe in a battlefront as well yeah at least just seeing skins would be really nice to see from that because mm-hmm. they don't have to make it a full season they can just add little nods to the content i really like when they added the clone wars type skin for obi-wan that was that was really new and different i'd like to see that in the future too yeah uh, what are your thoughts on uh, how they handled the Last Jedi content that we got, where you picked a good side versus bad side, and uh, we got Han or we got Finn and Phasma? That was that was really cool. I I was kind of disappointed by the the Last Jedi season though, so my judgment <laughs> is clouded with that. How would you feel if they said, "Okay, we're going to add new, uh, we're going to add one hero and one villain for the Skywalker for Episode Nine was Rise of Skywalker content." And to get this content, you have to complete quests as a community or as a specific person uh, to unlock them. I love when they do those type of challenges things. And we would definitely reach the goal because it's a new hero and villain. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's not an issue. Very it'd be, motivated. It'd be nice because it would give the game some playability and boost, you know, matches and all that. So I would like to, that would be really cool to see. But. I don't know that this kind. Of, I can understand it for skins and stuff, but like for like that big of a new content, I don't see them doing an event based around that. And why not? Just because if they're willing to do that, they'd already have the heroes and villains completed. But they already know that people are going to reach it. Yeah. So, well, if it's not a community one, they could have it to where it's you as an individual, instead of buying the heroes, have to unlock challenges to unlock to get them. That could be. That could be something there. That are based around, you know, the map and the game mode and all that. Yeah, and it also balances it out instead of everyone having um, the credits where they're they're stacking them up before the season comes out to unlock it right when it comes out. Uh, they could have it to where it's individual. It may take this person longer to get this one, and while that happens, the person who bought it or earned it earlier will have a more likelihood to unlock the hero and heroes versus villains or... Galactic Assault, Capital Supremacy, what have you. And as much as people do complain about grinding for stuff, I mean, I, I do, I'm guilty of grind, uh, complaining about that kind of stuff, but when you're doing it, it doesn't seem, you know, like, dang, why can't they just make you buy it? But afterwards, you're like, I really enjoyed the process of getting it because mm-hmm. it gives like, you uh, some playability and you're working towards something. Like Farm Boy Luke, I really enjoyed playing co-op to get 150 right, kills. Right, I, 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 I do enjoy that kind of stuff. I do sure. agree, so, uh, disagree with how they... Pl- got you to unlock farm boy luke they're always talking about playing the objective playing objective and then here they come adding a specific skin that can only be unlocked by uh not playing the objective but by getting the most amount of kills uh by 150 kills in co-op you unlocked farm boy luke skin i would much rather have that claim or earn so many battle points claiming uh, command posts in co-op I think that would have been a much better way to get people to play the objective than to have so yeah 
disregard the objective completely and just go in there and shoot people. Yeah, and that's what I complained about people doing. So that just like intensified it because they were already doing that before there was a challenge to an Alaka skin. So it'd been out of hand. Yeah, but I would like to see certain challenge and events based around the hero to unlock because, I mean, it's kind of... You know, you you've already everyone has enough credits to buy him at this point. Like, there's hasn't been another hero in so long, so they're gonna have enough. And it does just I don't know. It takes away from the I don't know the charm of you know working towards something and unlocking it than just you know purchasing it. Good old hard-earned work. Right, and it just gives a you know another level of playability to the game as well. Yeah, I really I really enjoyed working towards the goal of getting that skin. I also really hope that with the addition of the Rise of Skywalker content coming in December, that we get Rise of Skywalker skins for everyone that's in the movie. That would be like common sense, so I don't see why they wouldn't release skins. At least if they do add new heroes, those are obviously going to have a couple skins because that, that's what they've been doing for the past few heroes. Mm-hmm. Apart from this, like he, he did ask, do you see any like Mandalorian or other yes. Star Wars content after The Last Jedi? Or I mean, the excuse me, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, so The Rise of Skywalker comes out in December. 2020 is coming up. What content should Battlefront continue? And I hope it does just because I think it's in a great place to continue and develop as a game and keep on growing. Because this could be a game like uh, Rainbow Six Siege where it's a game that's going on its fifth year of activity. And it's just gotten better and better and better throughout that time that it's been around. It started as a luckluster game, and then since the support of the game, it's gotten so much better. And there's a great group of uh, players there, a great community, and a great uh, development team behind that. Right, because you don't necessarily have to make another game for to add new content and different mm-hmm. game mechanics. Because they already have a good engine. The graphics are fine. Yeah. So if they just keep adding on that over over time, it could be even better game than it is now. I really see the trend of gaming going to this is a set release game and we add seasons and chapters and that kind of thing as we continue. And Apex and Fortnite have definitely sparked that trend going forward as well as um, as well as PUBG. And I guess the, the reason they do want to make a new game is for extra money because you have to you know, fork over that base price for the next game. True, but with the rise of uh, Fortnite and Apex and even Destiny, Destiny um, 2 just released an update to where it's free to play. Right, so they do have a bunch of competition like that because a lot of these games, these are the most popular games you just listed, Mm -hmm. are free to play. So if they just keep adding on, it could be successful. And if they do want to make more money, they just need to make better in-app purchases like right now. I'm not motivated to buy any crystals because, yeah, it's retarded. <laughs> so we need a way to just, you know, base around like weekly events. Like Fortnite's a perfect, you know, game model. You know, seasons every once in a while. And a constant stream of skins. I would, you know, if there were quality skins, I would pay for them. But I would pay for them. <laughs> yeah. But not having, they have so many few skins right now and they charge so much for them. There isn't a huge motivation. To get them at all. Yeah, so they need, I think they just need to mark the skins down. $20 a skin is way too much. Right, especially for what you're getting. Like, these skins aren't the greatest. Some of them are just variations of the base. So, But, like, we've already stated what kind of skins we want and what we'd yeah. be willing to pay for. So if they do take that approach, they have the means to do a successful type. You know, mm-hmm. like Fortnite or Apex and the in-app purchases. So I really think that if Battlefront continues, and I hope it does... 
I hope it takes on the approach that Fortnite and Apex have been going um, to a different degree because you do have to pay to enter this game. Um, and it goes on sale pretty frequently for like $7, if not less. So $7 and you get a great supported game. And I hope it takes on that model of these other games to where it's an open game to where you can get these skins and it's a constant stream of skins. It's a, a supported uh, community for those skins as well. It's like, oh man, you got that skin? Yes. And also highlighting the ability for challenges because in Fortnite and Apex, you unlock these challenges and you get the skins through those. Yeah, but they're an interesting position. We're about, we have the new year on the horizon. So they have options that they can do, but... And the new platform coming up because PlayStation 5 and... Uh, Project Scarlet are coming out in 2020 holiday. So we do have to prepare for that. Um, yeah, what, so what's the future of the game going to look like when it, when we get these new consoles coming out? Yeah, that is. I guess they would have to release a new game. I don't know. Not necessarily, because they will be backwards compatible with all of PlayStation right, for 4 sure. and Xbox One games. But it'd be nice to have a game that maximizes the console's power, because these are extremely powerful consoles. Yes. So I don't know, a lot to, a lot to look forward to for sure. Definitely, but I definitely see him supporting the game for at least the first half of the year. I definitely think so. And what what are the likelihood of adding a Mandalorian season? I could I could see that happening. There's so many new Star Wars shows coming out, so they do. There's just new like a bunch of Star Wars content. Yes, for sure. There's the book content. There's the graphic novels. There's the. I would love to see a Fallen Order. Uh, season a tie-in and that some somehow would be so cool if they could get that to work they they just have so many options for this game it seems like they're taking too long for everything because they have so much potential mm-hmm. in this there's new like fallen orders coming out and i could see that being the perfect model to add to this game like just the characters and stuff and so many new shows new books coming out so there's so much stuff for them to add just seems like they're they're taking it a little slow. Yeah, I would definitely like to see them get to the point where they said when they when they launch Battlefront Two, weekly content drops instead of the monthly stuff would be great to see them get to uh, once again. Uh, but I definitely that's definitely going to be down the road longer, and it's going to be one of those things that's going to be have to worked on because hopefully what I what I hope that they're doing is they're taking this time right now with the slower release schedule where it's once a month and they're taking that time to get really polished and i hope that they do take a season maybe after the rise of skywalker content comes out um in january it's a specific bug fix update like that's that's the entire thing is they're going through and they're trying to update systems and they're trying to get rid of bugs and make it to where the crashing bug that was very prevalent in this update uh disappear and get rid of the uh, the ability to even have that in the next update. Yeah, because with every update, new bugs come out, and it's just a never-ending process. Exactly. So it'd be nice to see that every once in a while, at least. So as we're recording it, uh, this episode, it was it's Wednesday, the thirtieth of October, and we are. They did uh, release an update to fix the problems. That were introduced in the game around the crashing. So with with a night on indoor update, it introduced crashing problems. You just be randomly playing the game, and then boom, game's gone. It's right back to 
the PlayStation Home menu, the Xbox Home menu, um, the game just completely crashes on whatever you're playing on. And we've had these in the past for sure. Yeah. So they released a patch, and this fix focuses around an issue that was causing consoles to run out of memory and subsequently result in a game crash for an issue that was causing the servers to crash while playing co-op. I did experience that as well. Those are the worst. Mm-hmm. You'd be like having a great match, number one, the most kills you've ever seen in your life, and just imagine the feeling of dread. It sucks. You sink into a big hole of depression, and yeah, it's, it's not nice. I've been there. <laughs> it's hard to get myself out. So they fixed various issues that were causing memory crashes across all platforms. They fixed an issue that was causing a server crash when playing co-op. They fixed an issue where the timer would not correctly show the overtime message when an enemy is contesting a command post on co-op. Uh, would end prematurely if the AI was capturing a point within the last seven seconds of a game. Fixed functionality of out-of-bounds areas on Ewok Hunt. They also made some changes for uh, on the server side of things. They've made a server side tweak that lowers the spawn timer in co-op. And they also made Hero Showdown only require two players to start. The last update uh, reverted this change. So the changes are live but may take time to propagate on the servers. It's very good to see. I'm also glad that they lowered the amount of players required to do Hero Showdown. So it's great to see that those changes were made and that they did such a quick um, update because that was such an annoying issue. Like you're saying, nothing's worse than a bug where it completely crashes your game but i think that's about it for this episode of the star wars battlefront podcast thank you so much for listening i've been your host sage goodwin i'm sam goodwin you can follow us on twitter at swb podcast twitter.com slash swb podcast we're currently recording this in our garage studio where outside it is a, a brisk 20 degrees fahrenheit so that's uh, under under zero degrees Celsius. Below freezing, we've got a little propane heater in the studio. Uh, we are crouched right near it, so we don't freeze. Uh, you can support the show. Uh, greatly pre- appreciate it. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. Like friend of the podcast, Joseph Loera, who supports us at the $10 a month level. You can also support us on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep. T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P Helps us out a ton Like friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling uh, You can also support us on the Cash app uh, Like friend of the podcast, Eric does And that is uh, our user's name on there um, Instead of hashtags or at signs It's the dollar sign SWB podcast Be greatly appreciated Anything you can give would help us out And helps us keep hosting for the show And upgrade equipment A completely free way to support the show is by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. We would greatly appreciate that. Helps us out a ton. Helps us get higher in search. Let's just get your feedback and let's other listeners know uh, what's going on with the podcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast and our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love it if you uh, let us know uh, future Uh, content drops what you've been enjoying about the update uh, what you would like to see more of and uh, feedback on the show uh, through email like a friend of the podcast timothy who uh, we covered his topic on today you can listen to the show on itunes soundcloud search your google play wherever you find podcasts you can find us as always thanks for listening and may the force be with you ready
Ready? Three. Why do I sound so echoey? Because it's picking up from my microphone. Interesting. You're the only microphone going right now? Yep. Hello? Hi. How's it going? Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Samuel Goodwin. (laughs) Hello? Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. This is episode 97,000. You're terribly off, sir. 176. One hundred and seventy-six episodes of this. All right, three. Believe it. Two. We're about to be going on four years. One. Three, two, one. 